0: Welcome to Pivot, where we talk with leading event promoters, brand marketers, destinations, and fund development experts on how their work has changed and continues to change as a result of the pandemic. We will explore creative ways these industries have adjusted to these unpredictable times. You'll have an inside look at how organizations and large-scale events are strategically changing to meet today's new normal. It's a look back, as well as a look to the future and the dynamic days ahead. Please welcome, host, Tavi Fulkerson, founder of The Fulkerson Group, a sponsorship and marketing agency based in Detroit, Michigan.
1: Today, I'd like to welcome Jamie Farbush, who's president and CEO of the Frankenmuth Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Pivot, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very much excited to learn more about Frankenmuth today as we talk about what you do in Frankenmuth and also uh, get a sense of the history. I understand that this was a German settlement from a long time ago. Yeah, so Frankenmuth was founded in
2: 1845 by 15 Germans. Lutheran missionaries. Bavarian heritage has been a part of our community since the beginning and many of our our local business owners today are are even descendants of those original settlers. So um, we have a long rooted history here in the Bavarian area and of course as our tourism destination has evolved and grown we have continued to add that to the community to celebrate the rich roots and, and history of the community.
1: That is a true celebration of Bavarian culture. I know for those people who are not in Michigan, I should mention that Frankenmuth is a city in Michigan and it's known for the Bavarian style architecture, which of course comes from the original settlement. And also many people think of Frankenmuth for for those wonderful chicken dinners. I remember that so clearly from when I was growing up and then you have Bronner's, um, which is, (laughs) it's always Christmas at Bronner's. And I understand there's also the state's oldest brewery and winery in Frankenmuth.
2: Yeah, so chicken and Christmas. They're probably two of the biggest things people <laughs> think of when they if, if they know Frank and Moose. I have two of the the country's largest independently owned restaurants here. That serve world famous chicken dinners, served family style, which is really a, a fun home style experience. It's just a great way to reconnect with family and friends around the table. And so that's a big part of the experience in Frankenmuth. And of course, um, Bronner's Christmas Wonderland the world's largest Christmas store um, here open 361 days a year. And so we like to celebrate Christmas all year in Frankenmuth. But, you know, another thing you mentioned, the beer, the brewery, the Frankenmuth brewery, of course. Another thing that many people have come to know Frankenmuth for over the years has been our parties, our festivals. Our, we like to have a good time.
1: You know, and So that
2: that I think goes back to the heritage with our, the brewing and the community. But we're a f- City full of fun—that's
1: uh, for sure. And, and we'll get to the festivals and events in just a minute. But pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. how many people would you traditionally have up? Let's say in a summer in the Frankenmuth area.
2: It's really hard to estimate. But we—we've long, for a number of years before the pandemic, we estimated we, we'd have at least two and a half to three million. That's a pretty conservative number. We have new data from cell phone providers and other things that tell us it's significantly more than that, that come from out of the area to enjoy Frankenmuth. And so it's a little hard to tell seasonally, but uh, yes, the summer is the busiest time that we we welcome guests and really all through the end of the year, again, because of Browners, of course.
1: Well, it's, it's absolutely one of Michigan's greatest destinations, and um, you're very fortunate to be able to, to be in charge of it. Um, we did want to talk a little bit about some of the changes that had to take place as a result of the pandemic that had to have been very challenging for you.
2: Yeah, you know, it was, I think, like most people in our, not only our state, but around the country, it was just sort of shocking to have our normal lives halted so quickly. But Our businesses, as I mentioned, many are are very um, family-owned. And so at the initial onset of the pandemic, there was no question about whether or not to shut down as soon as that was the recommendation our businesses did so happily to do what they thought was was in the best interest of the public health. And and we've been for a long time, I think, regarded as a, a very safe community and have very high standards for safety and, and cleanliness and things of that nature. And so we wanted to make sure that we were upholding and doing the right thing for not only our guests that come to visit us in our community, but our employees and our residents that live here and all of those things as well. And so it was Shocking, though, definitely, to see a a city, a small city, you know, we're only two square miles. And so many of weekends or even midweek right now, this time of year, you see a hustle and bustle about town, you know, people walking up and down the street every day. And it's a very joyful atmosphere. and, And when we had no one and no cars. It was,
1: it was shocking. Oh, um, I, I, I'm sure because it is a very bustling and active place. And now that, you know, the COVID restrictions are being lifted, here we are, you know, in the middle of June of 2021. What's it like up there now? It's amazing. It's reinvigorating. And we just start coming off of our, our Bavarian festival. It was such a great
2: celebration having missed it last year. And not only to celebrate the heritage of the community, it's a very local festival, but it draws people from all over the, the country as well. But it was really a, um, there was a a great sense of just joy and happiness and, and fun throughout the entire community, I think the whole weekend. And so it was great to see all that back. Smiling That's, faces, dancing, lots of food and drinks. We, we like those
1: kind of things. That just had to have been a blast. I know I recently went to my first reception in like a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I think everybody was just uh, so, so happy. And I'm sure for all the businesses you have in Frankenmuth to have been really, in essence, shut down, to be able to reopen, invite guests has got to be just really, really exciting. It is. It's been sort of a transition, as
2: you know, with, with many business sectors, you know, things are, sort of started to open slowly. But for some of our biggest businesses, like our, our water park hotels, for example, they were able to be remain open as a hotel, but the water parks were not. They were one of the latter things to open. And so those are very big attractions for us. And so they were slower to come back and everything's fully reopened, all our water slides. And it's just pretty exciting to be able to you know move forward with businesses as, as the best we can into the future.
1: Are there any changes you have made as a result of COVID-19 and the pandemic? Anything changed about Frankenmuth? It's funny. I mean, as far as the events go, definitely because you know,
2: people made accommodations when we didn't know what regulations were to spread things out, and then we learned that hey, this is kind of nice this way. And so, Dog Bowl or, or Balloons Over Bavaria, which was Memorial Weekend, they put some of the hot air balloons behind the river, and we have a beautiful new river walk. Our, our levee had to be improved because of the floodplain during the pandemic that was being planned for many years, anyway, and when you stand on the Riverwalk now and you look across to the, the hot air balloons, it was just a spectacular sight. And so they're probably going to continue something like that. Instead of putting them all in one field together, they're going to spread them out like they, they did this year. Other simple things that I think have made a really impactful difference here in front of our visitor center. I don't know why we never did, but we never had tables and umbrellas and places for people to sit. And last year when when takeout was the only option, we had to create new spaces for people to enjoy their takeout. And so we added those tables and, and umbrellas and still today they're, they're full all the time. And so there were some really wonderful things to come out of out of uh, the adjustments that we had to make.
1: That's been what's been so interesting about launching this podcast and talking to various events and destinations around Michigan. They're all doing things that they have never done before, yeah. like you're talking about. There's always that silver lining, you know. Um, was there anything that was really surprising among the citizenry, you know, to, be, to have a community that's so dedicated to tourism and then be shut down? I'm sure there were many heroes in your midst. So many of our small businesses that stepped up to the plate to help when
2: they were shuttered and they were still, you know, giving meals to the the schools or giving PPE to the hospitals. And, you know, we have a a bullet mill locally that donated, I think, almost all the fabric they probably had because it was high quality for mask making. And our mask maker groups around town got to to work, um, hand-making things and and donating them. So all of those efforts that were there, people really came together. And I kept sitting back thinking like, you know, this is a time where so many of our businesses could just be worried about themselves and the uncertainty of their future and their business. And they were always most concerned about two things. It was their community and their employees. And so that was really such a wonderful but just really a wonderful thing to witness.
1: I'm sure it was. And I know there's many, many more stories. Now, here we are in, in the summer. It's, it's been beautiful weather. Things are opening up all over the state. Tell us about what's going on this summer. I know you have a lot of activities. I'm, I'm looking at a very long list. Maybe you can share a few of them with me. <laughs> yeah, when we printed our visitor guide, actually,
2: for the year, we were, we still weren't certain if you know, events were going to happen or in what form. But we knew that most of our events were going to attempt to happen. They just were making adjustments as restrictions were in place, and now that restrictions are lifting, most of our events are are on sort of as usual. Like I said, with um, some some differences that they've found to be beneficial. So, um, yeah, have coming up still the. Oh goodness! We have the Volkswolf race in July, which is a, a running race. We have a, a 5k, 10k, 20k, and a half marathon over the Fourth of July. We also have rescheduled, and I'm looking for the date here. We've rescheduled the 80s Festival, which typically occurs in April, is now going to be happening uh, in July as well. So we're excited that it was able to find a date on the calendar to do that. So as we head into the fall, we have a lot of big festivals. Our one of our biggest is in September. It's the with Auto Fest. And so that will be taking place with a uh, sort of normal street party where they close Main Street down from one end to the other. And, and then They're going to have a little bit of different things in there. They used to do a dance tent that's not going to happen anymore. They've changed it instead to sort of an exclusive area where some of the more high-end cars can go, and it'll be a separate ticketed area, kind of a neat experience
1: there. I have to ask you, because I have a list here of all these different events. What is Mm -hmm. the Frankenmuth Dog Bowl?
2: Oh, yeah. So that just happened on the Memorial weekend. So it's kind of like an Olympic-style dog uh, event. It's There's dock dog diving, there's um, parades, there's agility courses, there's you name it. It's just really, really fun, really big. I'm sorry event. I missed it's it. Actually, I love dogs. Yeah. I'm sorry I
1: missed it. <laughs> that sounds it's great. And I know one. you do a snow fest, you've got a world expo, a beer. There's a lot yeah. that's happening. Are there any new events you're starting to think about doing? It happened last year during the pandemic on a
2: very limited basis, but in August, and this year to be August 6th through 15th, uh, the Franklin Flower Festival. So, Grandpa Tiny's Farm it has just grown and unbelievably with a new owner in the last few years and she has this beautiful sunflower garden or field that she plants. And they do, you know, sunflower dinners out in the, you know, you can buy ticketed dinners out in the sunflower field and they have a, a cool flower festival. So that's a really popular one that just is is newer and it was limited last year. And we're excited about that. Also a sort of newer um, is our, our food truck festival. So every Thursday night of the summer, there is a food truck festival behind the Frankmouth River Place shops. And so they have learned now they've had two of them here already this spring. They have figured out how to spread things out as well. And it's it's pretty fun.
1: That just sounds great. You're right off I-75, so it's very easy to find Frankenmuth, particularly if you're heading from the Detroit Mer- metropolitan area north. Is the city growing? Are there are there, there are more buildings being built, more people living there? I always think of it as that very traditional Frankenmuth environment, but it has such a great esprit. I would think there's people that really enjoy living there or have moved there. Our population is, is growing
2: a little bit slowly, I would say, because of our, yeah, Our size is geographically limited, but we are constantly evolving and and growing and changing as a destination. So there are things that are foundationally, as we said at the beginning, chicken and Christmas and festivals and beer. You know, those are those are staples that are really important to Frankenmuth, the history, our Bavarian history, our culture. But what continues to evolve is the businesses. So many, as I mentioned, are locally owned. They continue to reinvent themselves. So the ones that were closed even during COVID, for example, they didn't just sit and, and wait for it to end. They actually, most of them, got to work on evolving. What is our business going to look like into the future. And, and while we won't see some of those changes uh, right away this year, there are some, the Farmers Farmers Market, for example, they have a brand new uh, Friday night market that they're doing after dark kind of event, many Fridays throughout the summer as well. And so there are new things that are popping up and many more in the works. And so I would say it's a constantly growing and evolving place. There's a spirit of entrepreneurial spirit here that just thrives on
1: beautiful changes. So you've got delicious chicken and then you can shop for Christmas all year round and then you've got all that great beer and wine I mean what more could you want (laughs) so (laughs) I I certainly hope to get up there soon thank you Jamie for your time today and I, I just wish you a wonderful wonderful summer season and winter season and I look forward to being there oh thank you so much Tabby we hope to have you up here soon
0: thank you for listening to Pivot with a new interview posted on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month to listen to new episodes or if you'd like to be a guest on this program Visit www.olkersongroup.com for more information. Until next time, don't forget to renew, reinvent, and energize.